DNVR Bets Daily. Uh, another day, another slate. And Dre, I told you this morning. I just, uh, I don't know. You know, you know how like when your team loses in the playoffs and you just need a little break from the sport for a little bit. You're like, uh, maybe I'll check back in when the championship comes around. You know that. Yeah, I'm a Nuggets fans. Uh, that's my entire twenties you just described. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, that's uh, that's what I'm going through right now because technically we lost a bet yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. it was five hundred dollars to charity. At least, at least it was going to a good cause. But uh, we lost in the Oddcast Cup to the the deserving winners in in Vic Lombardi and Mark Mosier. Mm-hmm. We just we left some shots out there, and and uh, I I quite literally lost sleep over it. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm 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 really trying to fight through this one today. I hate to hear it. I was this close to. Uh letting you know live on the periscope that West Ham had beat Chelsea our one your one bet I I went one and three on those bets I, I went all out on the soccer and then all sorts of insanity happened but I held back because I saw you were locked in and it was a it was a tough moment but the, the whole team's proud of you Ryan you you held tough we've got a new one coming uh, I I would love to have some gambling lines I must say it was odd watching live sports for me and not having some action on yeah, I guess the you know you at least you had a team you had you, I did, you had a yes. team that you were cheering yes. for, but uh, yeah, it is a little little bit different. Um, what was it like watching it? You know, I, I I was trying to imagine what it's like watching golf without having all the fancy you know uh, production stuff that they do on a real golf broadcast. Yeah, it was it the feel was not of a golf broadcast. The feel was <laughs> of an entertaining periscope with uh, some people who I love following along with. This will tell you how much I enjoyed it. And actually, I should pose this question. If you had to guess how many games going on at the same time would I have to have action on to also watch your golf broadcast while all that's going on? I'm I'm very confused by the question, but maybe you should just give the answer. I had four games going on at the same time, and yet I used one of my live screens to watch you. So that that should tell you the the love I have for you and how entertained I was by it all. Well, I like, say I'm pretty entertaining, and I I, I, I agree. Oh, yeah. You did great. You did. <laughs> you, did. you made us proud, Allie. You did. <laughs> um, and, and like all, you know we've gotten into UFC and fighting and, you know, mm. all good fights have a rematch. So that's right. We'll get a rematch, run it back. I believe it's going to happen at the end of this month before we get real sports back. Uh, so Beautiful. hopefully we'll get that one and then we'll have to do another one after that to settle the, uh, the full debate. Uh, but right. anyways, we've got some props that we want to look at today and they're interesting. DraftKings always getting creative with the options of what you can bet on this one. When you go in is going to have, uh, off-season player specials. So you mm-hmm. go into NFL, you uh, and, and if you go along the top there, you'll see Cam Newton specials, which maybe we'll talk a little bit about those, and then off-season player specials. And in here, they have three different options, Dre, mm-hmm. of who's going to be the starting quarterback for a given team. So we'll just go straight down from the top. The first one here is Los Angeles Chargers. And, man, I really like the value that uh here on justin herbert mm. um now tyrod taylor is obviously the favorite here he's yeah. uh minus 400 so they're they're saying he's a heavy favorite and i totally understand why because you know justin herbert mm-hmm. um he's viewed as more of a project yeah. and this that and the other thing but 
I don't know why the Chargers just give me this vibe that they're just going to say, F it, let's go with the kid if it's anywhere close uh, in terms of this competition. Yeah, if it's anywhere close being the key. And safe to assume, you know, Tyrod, yeah, he's a he's a solid starter. I wouldn't call him the most cerebral, though. He's not exactly um, Chad Pennington in his heyday where you put him in and he's reading defenses pre-snap. You know, he's kind of a one-read guy. You want to make half-field reads, lots of play-action boots to simplify things, get him out in space, do that kind of stuff. And playing that game, Justin Herbert could beat Tyrod at his same game and not require that much grooming to get it to where it's neck and neck and he could win that uh, competition with two preseason games only to go. Yeah, so Justin Herbert here comes in at plus 280. And just because of the value, I mean, you know, I would never wish this upon anyone, but Tyrod Taylor gets a little nicked. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, we're starting Herbert week one. And obviously, once you do that, you probably never turn back. Okay. Easton Stick, who the Chargers actually really liked mm-hmm. two drafts ago, plus 5,000. That would be a hell of an upset. And the, yes. the odds reflect it. So um, I, I would stay away from that. But I think Herbert. I think there's good value there. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I'd agree with that. Plus 280. And wh- I mean, nice. what what would the chart... I, I guess they have a really good defense. I guess that's what they would be hanging on here yeah. if they're going to start Tyrod Taylor. I just have no belief in them at all. I think they're a uh, sub-eight win team regardless of how they do things this year. So uh, I think that they should get Herbert out there and let him cut his teeth. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, sadly, I think they might think they're more like a 10-win team that they were under Anthony Lynn's first year, and that might force them to do the Tyrod thing. But no doubt the value all lies on Herbert's side. Anthony Lynn, hot seat, right? You you would put him on the hot seat? I would think, but I think they like him out there. I think that one good season was really all he needed to establish himself, and I think they like kind of the program he's trying to build. Um, this year will be a key season for him, though, because that you know, make or break third year for sure. I'll just say this, though, with uh, with hot seat coaches, one of the best ways to have an excuse is oh, rookie quarterback mm, getting his first action, point. making good some point. rookie mistakes. So oh, that costs us a game here and there next year. That type of stuff isn't going to happen. So something to keep in mind, uh, in mind. All right. Next one here. Miami Dolphins. Again, I like I really like the juice on the young quarterback here. Mm. Tua, plus 235 to start week one. Brian Fitzpatrick, minus 278 to start. Josh Rosen, bless his heart, plus 2,500 to start. I just, no one has gotten a worse shake uh, in recent memory of uh, of the situations that they've gone to. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, who would have thought that your favorite quarterback would have his career ended by your favorite head coach? I mean, he's not my favorite quarterback. My favorite quarterback is well, the one sure. who took his job there. Yeah, um, fair, fair. But yeah, I really did like Josh Rosen. And I'll stand by my take that same. he would have had a much better career if he landed in the right place. Uh, so anyways, here, Tua. Now, Tua is interesting. Obviously, if you remember back to the pre-draft process, it was the hip. That's the reason why he fell to five in the first place. He probably would have been the number one overall pick if not for that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Burrow was transcendent, but um i still believe that you know tank for tua there was no such thing as blow for burrow uh before there was tank for tua 
So the hip and the health there is going to be everything. Do they want to redshirt him? I just don't think that Miami has the patience for this. I mean, yeah. how many years can you roll out the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world before your fan base just gets bored? Um, people are excited about two out there. I'm sure he's selling jerseys. They're ready to see him. And Miami is ready for a, you know, a fresh start. I think that, you know, they, as long as he's healthy and all, all reports going back all the way to the draft mm-hmm. are that he is healthy. I think that they can't resist uh, rolling him out there. At least at this, you know, with the plus 235, I'm not necessarily saying this is the uh, this should be the favorite. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying if you're going to give me plus 235, I'll lean on all those other factors uh, for a little bit of extra juice. Isn't it incredibly interesting that Tua, without a doubt, the more talented quarterback but has all these injury questions is getting better odds than Justin Herbert, who has no injury concerns whatsoever. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is a full 120 less juice than Tyrod Taylor. There, Yeah. Well, the the thing is Justin Herbert sucks. So (laughs) that's why they have him lower on the list. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow okay <laughs> fair enough telling it like it is i mean you're when you're when you're right you're right <laughs> that is, yeah that's how i feel so i i i i don't think he uh is gonna look nearly as good as two is gonna look when he steps out there on the field and you know if they actually end up do playing the two preseason games they have on the schedule now i think two is gonna go out there and light it up now he'll have a worse receiving group than he had at alabama which is crazy to imagine I mean, a significant downgrade, I would argue. Yeah, I mean, outside of the Chiefs, though, can't you say that about just about every team in the NFL, though? (laughs) In fairness to Miami's uh, receiving core. I fully believe if you gave any team the option, and I'm talking any team, they they would trade their wide receiving core from last year for Alabama's. I, I say the only caveat is the Kansas City Chiefs. Every other team, I think I agree. Well, so they'd have to give up Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and Michael Roll guys. But yeah. oh yeah, Michael Hardman. Yeah. I mean, you don't give up Tyreek, probably. No. Um but no. like With even rugs the Falcons and would, Yeah, Julio I mean, they go Julio and Calvin Ridley, would they hold on to those guys? Probably. I mean Julio is arguably like the third greatest wide receiver of all time. But he's getting up there. I know. You get a fresh start with well, five young guys. And to be in Atlanta with all those SEC fans and be able to kind of promote this, like that would be a huge PR boost for them. That's huge. true. But like this is a significant downgrade. Yeah. Like yeah. he's going from probably multiple Pro Bowlers oh. uh, to just about nothing. Devontae Parker, and I'll give you a dollar if you can name another wide receiver that Carl Durrell coached up last year with the Miami Dolphins as their wide receiver coach. Uh, Danny Amendola, is he there? I think you're right. Yes. Let's go. (laughs) I already won a bet this weekend. That's right. Beautiful. And we know Durrell did everything to develop Amendola's game. Yes. Um, Built him from the ground up. That's right. right. He's done nothing (laughs) prior. Um, All this leaves us to the Patriots, though. And we followed a trend with the first two teams. It's the 
It's the incumbent veteran who's been in this offense before and is going to have a leg up, especially because of the shortened off season, less preseason games, all that's going on with the NFL offseason right now. But then you get to the Patriots where there are two veteran incumbents very familiar with this offense who've had at least a year, if not multiple years under their belt. And yet you have the big name quarterback who just got signed in Cam Newton as a minus 400 favorite. There's a lot at play here. And let me start by saying I'm in a take conundrum here um, because two of my own takes are fighting against each other. One of my takes is that Cam Newton is washed. Uh, and that he can't really throw anymore. Like when you watch him yes. try to throw, it doesn't look natural to him anymore. Yes. Uh, my other take was that the the I don't I I feel weird even calling it hype because he's not even deserving of that. But the buzz around Jared Stidham was so weird to me. Like, where did it come from? All these people are only getting the benefit of the doubt because of the the decal on their helmet. Yes. People are just saying like Jared Stidham, fourth round pick who underachieved in college like oh yeah well belichick of course he'll be good and that was driving me crazy um and and then you know the same thing goes for cam newton remember all 30 all 32 nfl teams had a chance to sign cam newton for months and no one was like making a big stir about it about how this amazing quarterback was out on the market because he hasn't been good for multiple years now he actually did have a pretty good 2018. I need to give him credit for that. Um, but he looked off at the end of that season. Yeah. He looked off when he played last season. I just mm-hmm. think he's lost it. He's never been the same since the Broncos obliterated yeah. him in the Super Bowl. Um, so I've, I'm like fighting my own takes here. I don't know where to go with this. Uh, but one thing that's really, I think, going to be interesting is the terminology of the Patriots offense is very, very, very different from anything Cam Newton's done in his career. Now that's not to say he's not a professional. I mean, have you, have you ever seen the video of him breaking down, like calling audibles at the line and whatnot? Uh, uh, no, I I've watched bits, bits and pieces. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's about. like the Graham Bensinger interview or something. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. like, it's incredible. I mean, yeah, yeah. his football mind is, is fantastic, mm-hmm. but with Belichick and McDaniels, I think they're going to be so particular yes. about the guy out there making sh- like he's got to have it down pat. And Jared Sidham has a full year head start on him. And Brian Hoyer, who is sitting here at plus 3,300, I mean, already has it down. So I could see anything happening here. This is the one where I'm saying, like, you know, the the Brian Hoyer pick. Belichick and McDaniels are crazy enough, in my opinion, to say, like, Cam's not ready uh, He with the playbook yet. Yes. Like, we fully yes. plan on getting mm-hmm. him in here, but he's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, we're, our, our goal is to have him on track by week four or something crazy like that. And they asked Brian Hoyer to go get them, you know, two wins in the first four weeks. So, I, again, I'm not saying that's likely, but, heck, 33 to 1 – on Brian Hoyer starting out there week one because they say Cam's not ready isn't crazy to me. Now, Stidham yeah. is the one where, you know, why wouldn't they just go Stidham? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really have a good answer for you on that unless he's not ready either. But right. Cam Newton is basically trying to learn Spanish uh, between now and mm-hmm. week one. And anyone who's ever learned a foreign language knows that's not very uh, easy. 
I think learning Spanish would be <clears throat> easier than learning the Patriots complex offense that's been run by the same guy for damn near uh, 20 decades. Um, and an offense that's decades. <laughs> two decades. <laughs> That'd be impressive. Um, this guy is old. Tom Brady is immortal, but uh, <laughs> maybe not quite to that level. Um, no, I think, I think Stidham's a nice value here because this is an offense that prioritizes guys that have been in there before like Hoyer and not to go all cross sports on you, but I do like your case on Hoyer there. In fact, dare I say, I think it would be more likely the scenario you unfolded with Hoyer where cam's not ready physically or with the playbook, maybe Belichick and McDaniels look at each other and say, look, man, the locker room's going to fall apart if we put Stidham in the driver's seat. Like, we can't justify giving him the job. It has to be Hoyer for these first couple weeks. You know, let's get on the right track, and then we'll bring Cam along. I think that's more likely than the field winning the Nathan's Hot Dog uh, contest, which save is at it, plus 550. It, it. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And this is... Man, I could really talk myself into this Hoyer pick. Um, because the more I think about it, you know, what, I ask myself, why wouldn't they just go with Stidham? Well, that's obvious. Yeah. Stidham threw one pass in his career, and it was a pick six. Uh, and and you're asking a guy to go just steady the ship. Now, I know they pulled it off with Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett that yeah. one year. But why wouldn't they just say, like, we think Hoyer can hit a bunch of checkdowns and just keep us in the game while our defense, you know, balls out out there. I think they'd be much more comfortable doing that with Hoyer than they would be with Stidham. By the way, that's the formula that won them like 10 games last year. Yeah, you know, it's seriously. not like Brady was lighting it on fire. He's just checking it down and the defense is doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, there's a path. There's a path here for sure. I've been talked into it at 33 to one. Uh, I've talked myself into it. That is worth sprinkling. Yes, I'd agree. I think the Patriots, both those lines are uh, Stidham and Hoyer might be worth a, a sprinkle, a I'm layered so, sprinkle. I might be the lowest. Well, no, you know, I'm not alone here because I saw Phil Sims and um, some other guy basically had the exact same take as me, which That's is like, Stidham. well, no, it was just like, where is this Cam Newton is like going to be oh. awesome all of a sudden coming from like, and I'm of the belief that the Patriots are scummy enough to have signed cam newton for the sole reason of deflecting the pr from them getting caught cheating like literally no other reason like totally planning on cutting him before the season uh only did it just to to deflect the pr i i'm that would not surprise me one iota we agree and Adam, look at the guaranteed money on that deal cam signed what from a pr money? right <laughs> from a pr standpoint well worth the price of uh of doing this pr stuff oh yeah not to go all darren rovell everyone on everyone <laughs> but it's definitely worth a million something dollars to deflect everyone calling you out for getting caught cheating for the whoever knows how many times it's been yeah. now like how is no one talking about that? that's actually right. maybe this the ups like whoever's idea it was to sign cam newton to deflect oh. the pr deserves a raise yeah. of a lot a, a substantial raise probably the same uh, amount of money that Cam Newton's going to get because no one is talking about the fact that the the franchise in sports known most for cheating was proven guilty cheating once again and really got a just a lackluster penalty from the NFL like the NFL basically said like please go cheat some more yeah 
I mean, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. I think they're almost like, well, whatever. I mean, we took two picks and we suspended Brady four games last time. This time you were just fine. The Bengals fine. We'll take a third and we'll find you a couple mil or one and a half or one mil, whatever they find. Yeah, I have no joke. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's a the slap on the wrist stuff is such a joke when it comes to like if this was the first time I would have been fine if there was no penalty at all. But this is a yeah. a, a pattern of just straight cheating. I just I don't know, crazy to me. Anyways, yeah. before we move on, big shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Listeners of this show and just DNVR family members or just anyone can go over to DraftKings Sportsbook, the top-rated sportsbook app in the country, and use the code DNVR and get a $1,000 sign-up bonus uh, when they use the code DNVR. So make sure you head over there, get that $1,000 sign-up bonus, use the code DNVR, make sure they know you're part of the family, uh, and get in on all the fun with us. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. The bonus is comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to $500. And the deposit bonus requires a 25X playthrough and restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please make sure you call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Dre. Well, I, it feels like Friday. It's not quite Friday yet. We got no. plenty of stuff uh, to cover for the weekend. Uh, a little bit of a light slate here as we yeah. move towards tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm looking at this golf tournament. It's really interesting. Bryson DeChambeau came in at plus 600, which is a heavy favorite. And one yeah. thing you should know about this tournament is uh, the leaderboard last year at this tournament basically looked like if you put a randomizer of white guys' names <laughs> in and just pressed generate and then just ranked them one through 10. That was the leaderboard at the, like, no one had ever heard of these guys. It's like Nate Lashley and, uh, yeah like i mean no one had heard of these people he, he was like last year yeah yeah he, i mean i think like nine out of the top 10 were ranked outside of the top 300 in the world golf ranking oh. it, like the most ridiculous so so no one wanted to get in on the favorites here this yeah. week um but i will say these guys had a pretty good start oh. bryson though he's off the lead and his his odds have been sliced in half and then some He's all the way down to plus two seventy five. They they might as well just hand him the trophy at this point. Yeah. Um. But he looked unbelievable too, dude. Yeah. Just his his game so crisp right now. He's I, un- incredible. I would the things I would do to be able to hit the ball that far and that straight. I, I, there's really no limit well, on that. And then he's nailing these buttery long putts. He's in the rough and he's just like scooping them up. I, I swear there was this one approach shot where he just like dropped it a foot from the pin and it just stopped dead. It was just so good. Like someone who like me barely even knows golf. Like it's just fun to watch, man. Yeah. The only thing that's not fun watching to me is his putting. I hate his putting stroke. It's so ugly. Oh, really? Everything he does is so robotic, but I like watching him hit drives because it is like watching one of those robots hit drives like a million uh, miles. Hello. We are live right now. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's my dad. Hi, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, your greater I mean, point is the field the, yeah. is much stronger this year. Well, the field appears to be much stronger. The leaderboard is much stronger, and uh, and you got like Redmond in there, who was someone who people were looking at before this. Uh, a lot of people liked. 
Uh, Stallings actually had some some pre-match hype. Uh, but DeChambeau, you know, just the fact that he's even near the lead yeah. is giving him – they're just they're basically saying, like, he's the best player in this field by a, a considerable margin. He's the one at the top of the leaderboard. He should win. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what's interesting is coming in, Ricky had a decent amount of juice. I know there's people at um, Sportsline does uh, models to kind of simulate all these tournaments and give out betting advice and stuff. And they had Ricky as having a nice tournament. And already coming into yesterday, he was at like plus 3,000, which for Ricky, obviously I'm talking about Ricky Fowler. I know he's mm -hmm. such a friend of the program here. I, I barely even say his last <laughs> name, which seemed odd. You know, I mean, it, he, he'd struggled up to this point. Well, he started off on fire as well, minus five, tied for 11. His odds have gone up. But another guy who cut his odds in half, basically, because, yeah, he's at 1,800 instead of uh, 3,000, which is where he was at you know, before this first round. So he's gone up Webb Simpson back in the field after he bowed out of last week's tournament because a family member had COVID he's back decent, but not super impressive. I know a lot of people were lower Tyler Hatton coming into the week. He had a nice first day. Um, and Victor Havland is someone people are excited about coming into the week. People are excited about Matsuyama as well. He uh, really stunk it up today. I believe he was just minus one. On the yeah. day, so yeah, and you're. I'd your love guys... to stink it up and shoot one under. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. Um, and then Tony Finau came in with uh, better odds than he has at this point. So yeah. So uh, here's what I'm looking at. One thing you should know about Ricky, Andre, mm. is that he went back to his old clubs this week, and oh. this is something I've always thought about with professional golfers. Mm. I mean, they're paid a lot of money to do so, so it makes sense why they do. But anytime, you know, if Ricky is, um, he's a he's a King Cobra guy, that's who he's sponsored by, um, you know, anytime they come up with something new, they need him playing it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you want to be able to say, Ricky's yeah. playing the new whatever 3000s. And I've always thought that is so weird because, you know, most golfers will tell you when you find a club that you like, it's it's right. years, yeah. you know. I'm uh, I'm in the process of getting new irons right now. I've had mine since I was a, a junior in high school. Oh, like wow. these guys <laughs> are expected to change like multiple times a year. And I've always thought that's crazy. You know, Tiger uh, was always steadfast and you, you can do this when you're Tiger, but like he never changed his putter for the longest time. He's like, this is my putter. I don't care who sponsors me. This is what I putt with. Right. Um, but, you know, most guys, you know, the new drivers out, you got to use that new balls are out. You got to use those. Well, Ricky this week says enough is enough. I'm going back to my old clubs, and he looks a lot better. So maybe it's as simple as that for him. Um, and that leads me to some of my picks for tomorrow. Um, I'm going to the tournament props where you can get the over-under on, on round uh, scores. Uh, this feels like the safest bets to me. You know, you don't have to worry mm -hmm. about, oh, I'm picking DeChambeau to beat this guy. DeChambeau shoots six under. Or somehow this guy shoots nine under. Like, yeah. you, you were right that DeChambeau's going to have a good day, but you didn't realize Hatton was going to go off or something. Right, right. So anyways, uh, speaking of DeChambeau, DeChambeau, under 67 and a half tomorrow. Remember, this is a this is a par 72. First one we've had in a few weeks. Um, so he's got to shoot five under or better tomorrow. Uh, I'm good with that. He's six under today. 500 tomorrow, that is uh, very doable, I think. We're going to go Ricky, under 68 and a half. So, again, four under is what he needs to do tomorrow. 
I love the way he looked with those clubs. I, I, I just felt like he was a mm-hmm. lot more comfortable mm-hmm. um, using those. And then I'm going to throw in Tony Finau. I think he's due for a big day tomorrow. I think he shoots uh, under 68 and a half, mm. uh, four under for Tony Finau. Even money there. Yeah, uh, Ricky came into the day at 68 and a half himself, shot a 67, kind of kicking myself for not taking that under with all that valid advice I had coming in on how people thought Ricky would do well. And in fact, he did. You can get, oh, I need to see. Okay, I'll, I'll check that in a second. Um, yeah, you know, I'm also intrigued by uh, Patrick Reed here, especially since his odds have become a little better. He wasn't on fire coming into this first round, but enough to to salvage things a little bit. Yeah, what did he shoot today? He ended up, I believe he was two under as well. Oh, I have it right here. He was tied for sixty-eight, tied for sixty-eighth with Jason Day and others at yeah, uh, under two. Hmm. I'm not a big Patrick Reed guy. I have to, you have to really convince me to bet on him. No, I know. It's just looking at the field, he seemed like better value than uh, than some of the other guys we had in here. Especially since I'm I'm trying to figure out a good strategy to pick. Uh, you know, I want to be like you, RK. I, I want to pick the winner and win big. That's what it's all about. I'm getting into golf because of this. This is good, and this is you know something I've been talking about a lot with people about the game of golf as a whole. Young people betting on golf is just, it's amazing for the game. Now people want to go out there and play. And that, like now they're putting um, Bluetooth speakers in the carts. Like golf is figuring it out how to, how to get, you know, you know gambling, beer. I mean, what, what more do you want? That's right. Can't wait to give uh, our under 18 crowd some gambling golf advice to get the youth <laughs> into the sport. <laughs> we're, just gro- we're grooming them for when they're, the, when they're of age to, you know. That's really enjoy thing. it. What did All Tony right. do? Tony was three under. Oh, okay. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, they, I need him to start winning so they start featuring him more. I love watching him play. The way he swings the club is just awesome to me. And he's like just – he's like a fringe name, you know. He hasn't right. quite earned the, mm-hmm. like, household – I just need him to get a couple wins here so people start paying attention to him more. I swear, he's not in the featured groups. They rarely show him on the course. really gets on my nerves. Anyways. You know, you could take Victor Havland in the matchups for tomorrow to beat Harold Varner, and he's just a minus 120. Harold once Uh, again struggled, you know. Harold's becoming kind of my my Brighton. I've... uh, (laughs) you, you You bet on him enough that you start to fade him after a while. Uh yeah, I, I it's always tough when they lose your trust. Uh, Two true. under today though. Yeah, true. yeah, I mean, not great. No, VJ sings in the field. I I couldn't, but I I had a triple take, and I was like, wait, is that VJ there? Wait, well, is sure it? Enough, it was. Yes, yes. Um, it, he's looking great in his old age. Now he's got this gray hair. He just looks phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah. He's got to be in his sixties, right? <laughs> he's up there. Yeah, it has to be. I wish. Well, maybe not quite there. Phil just turned fifty. Still awesome. All right. Anything else uh, for the? Is there any Premier League tomorrow that we can look at? Since there's no uh, real valid soccer picks to have for tomorrow, I will remind you it is a Jokish night in the KBO. Ah. He's still under two ERA. He's seven and two on the season. He's going against the KT Wiz, third worst team in the KBO, and you can get the KT Wiz 
to go under three and a half runs at plus 114. So that'll be my one pick for the week. I like it. I like it. I've got All three right. on the golf tomorrow. Oh. What yeah, was keep, that? Keep going. I need to check this this prop, this golf prop, this odds boost that I bet on, and I still haven't seen how it went. So I'm I'm anxious oh. to give you results live. We're waiting with bated breath. I guess so. You don't have any picks for us. You're no, sticking you the... to your oh, oh, you gave me the golf. Yeah, well, duh, fair enough. Um it still hasn't come in. I see. I wasn't watching early, so I don't know if Webb Simpson, Ricky Fowler, and Nate Lashley, the defending champ, who who you can get at something like plus ten thousand to win the tournament again, if they all hit the fairway on their first hole. Oh, and you still don't know if they did or yeah, not. I don't. That was an odds boost at plus one forty-five. If you know how I could even find this out before I wait to get paid or. My money taken. You uh, you could reach out to me in the comments. Well, I got you. Go oh, to the you? yeah. Go to the PGA. Uh, just type in like PGA leaderboard. Go to the main leaderboard on their website, and you can go hole by hole and see where each guy's shot was uh, uh, on each hole. And so you can you can click through there. Okay, I'll be doing that. All right, uh, Chris Hill, our guy, says, "What about the Nathan's hot dog eating contest? Oh. He thinks it's Friday too." But it is not Friday. It is Thursday. So we will talk more about that silly, silly event um, tomorrow (laughs) on the show in which they don't even know the names of the other uh, participants. It's just, do you want Joey or do you want the field? Yeah. And uh, apparently uh, the women's hot dog eating contest has a similar favorite. That's right. Uh, Mickey Sudo. Yeah, I mean, I know from just looking at these lines yesterday, as you are right now. Oh, I, we can go ahead. I go ahead. have noticed that I think the odds have decreased just slightly on Joey Chestnut and just slightly on the field. So the field was at like plus 650. They're now at just plus 550. And Joey was at plus 180 or something. And now he's a plus 1,000 straight up. So something's so, going on there. I mean, I kind of feel like... Ch- uh, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. But there is an odds boost here. If he okay. sets the record uh, again, his oh, own I like record, that. I like plus that. 200. Oh, I like that. Do you think it's rigged? No. <laughs> you don't think they give him like three or four smaller dogs to make sure he breaks the record every year? No, in all honesty, I think these are some of the greatest athletes we have uh, we have seen in our time. <laughs> what they can do, truly no one else can do. I mean, I could, you know, I can I can get lucky and bloop a, a single into, you know. No, you couldn't. Well, not off a 90 <laughs> mile per hour fastball, but in my backyard playing with my buddies, I could do something like that. I okay, could score yes. a goal. I could I can make a hoop. I cannot under any circumstances come close to like. 60 hot dogs in a minute no one who says i can make a hoop can make a hoop i i could score a hoop i could do that it's it's feasibly possible next time say like i could get a bucket yeah i could drain a basket sure sure okay fine fine uh yeah it's true there's if there's one thing you definitely like what, what yeah, all right, here's 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 where we go. A million dollars on the line. Yeah. Uh, what is imaginary land? A uh, million dollars on the line. Me you, making baskets is imaginary land. You've got to hit. Um, you got to get a base hit in an MLB game. 
Mm-hmm. Or eat over 50 hot dogs in however much time they have. Which one are you trying? Yeah, I mean, I, okay. In, in that sense, yeah, I'm probably, I've got a better shot at eating 50 hot dogs. Yeah, but then, like, you think of, like, the physical pain you would have to endure. I don't know. I, I retract that statement. I think, like, a blind swing or, like, a lucky bunt might be more likely than me being able to eat more a than swing, I ever yeah. ate before. I it's probably yeah you know like maybe true. the pitcher takes a little you know or like you he takes something bunts. off yeah oh, but the the thing is if you had time to train you would definitely go with the hot dogs I don't know that's a tough <laughs> that's a tough man all right we will wrap it up uh Allie's getting antsy over here she might just press end broadcast if we don't shut up soon uh, I'm so, close to it. All this hot dog talk has me hungry. Yeah, me too. Me too. Come on. All right. <laughs> We're going to get out of here for today. Uh, great show, Andre. Thanks for lifting up my spirits. It's been a tough oh, day for me. I'm glad I could do it. I'm glad I could do it. Right? Uh, and uh, we'll get with DraftKings about setting the odds on the rematch. Now they have, you know, they go. have a sample size to work with. It's true. So there we go. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in to DNVR Bets Daily. And we'll be back with you tomorrow.